wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome into the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You're listening to the only daily Royals podcast, the fastest growing Royals podcast. So be sure to subscribe, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, again, follow me on Twitter. We're always going to talk baseball over there. On today's show... We're going to project the 26-man roster, and if you're just tuning in, baseball did change their roster requirements to 26 players, you kind of a maximum of 13 pitchers, and then, of course, you know you have your extra roster spot. So let's start with the starting rotation. I think that the Royals, to start the year, will break camp with four starters. I do not think that they're going to add a fifth starter until a couple weeks into the year whenever they add and call up Brady Singer. So it's going to lead up, and I guess the ace of the rotation will be Denny Duffy. Brad Keller's off to a slow start this spring. I think Denny Duffy gets the nod for the opening day starter. Mike Matheny minced no words whenever he said that he was going to have that in open competition and was not just going to give that to Brad Keller. And if it's truly a competition, Denny Duffy's winning right now. So as of today, I have Denny Duffy as the ace and the opening day starter. I'll then go over to Brad Keller, of course, uh, and then rounding out the rotation will be Mike Montgomery and Jacob Junis. The top three names, I kind of know what I'm going to get, around a 2-3 to three ERA, maybe pushing four on a bad year for those guys. Jacob Junis is the wild card. Now, I have a ton of expectations, a ton of upside, uh, and a ton of hope in Jacob Junis. I really believe in Jacob Junis. I think that he can turn into a quality three, and if he hits a ceiling, maybe a quality two in this league, but it starts this year. And if he cannot do it this year with the amount of draft capital, the amount of assets that the Royals have spent on starting pitching the last couple of years, this is going to be a make or break year for Jacob Junis. And I hope that he can make it because I do believe in his stuff. So I'm, a, I'm the most excited to see Jacob Junis out of this entire rotation because I want to see him succeed and I, and I really believe in him. So I'm interested to see how he performs. But I have him at number four. And then, of course, they'll need a fifth guy around the second week of April. That's whenever the schedule demands a fifth a fifth starter. And I think that that'll be Brady Singer after he stays in the minor leagues and fulfills his requirements you know, to, to the service time to not allow this year to count against him. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow for Brady Singer because, I mean, you deserve to be in the big leagues right now. But it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of baseball. This is how it works until... The CBA takes it away. So, again, the four-man rotation to start the year is going to be Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, Mike Montgomery, and Jacob Junis. They'll add a fifth starter in a couple weeks at the start of April. So in the bullpen, I have Ian Kennedy as a closer, of course. 
Tim Hill setup man, Greg Holland setup man, Trevor Rosenthal is another option to set up. Trevor Rosenthal of this group, Trevor Rosenthal has been the most impressive this spring. He's only tossed one, two, three innings. He's got his velo up over 100 miles per hour. He's got a ton of strikeouts. He's been the most impressive of, of this entire group, and I'm ready to see him perform. Also in the bullpen, I have Stephen Woods Jr. making it. Of course, he's a Rule 5 draft pick, so unless they want to return him to Tampa Bay, he's got to make it. He just has to. And you wouldn't draft someone in the Rule 5 draft just to return them immediately, I don't think. I mean, that's not how Dayton Moore really operates. And I believe in his stuff. I mean, I've been high on Stephen Woods since he was drafted by the Royals in the Rule 5 draft this winter meetings. I like him a lot. So I think that he'll make the the leap. And it's it's a daunting task for him. For those of you that don't know, he's only pitched in A-ball. So he's going to go straight from A-ball to the major leagues. That's a huge leap. But he's looked good this spring. I think he can, I think he can handle it. And then the last three spots in the rotation are all fascinating storylines for the Royals. Let's start with Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez is someone who fans have been critical of. Fans have been frustrated with. Fans have been annoyed with. For good reason. He hasn't performed that well. But this spring, he's looked really good. He's looked really good this spring. And I think that he'll make the team. I think that he'll make the bullpen. He could be an option as a fifth starter. If you reach that point in the schedule where you need a fifth starter and you still cannot call up Brady Singer yet and not have this year count against him, I like Jorge Lopez. I mean, I, I might be the last one on Lopez Island, but I still think that he can he can perform. I still think that he has talent, and I want to see what he can do. He's like good this spring. Josh Stomont is in there for me. And if you would have asked me in January, I would have said, Josh Stomont, a lot of velocity, no control. I don't know if he makes it. I, I just don't know. This spring, though, he's looked incredible. A couple one, two, three innings, uh, no runs given up, hitting 100 miles per hour on the gun each time. I think he, I think he's gotten up to about 102, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even more than that. A couple, you know, a ton of strikeouts. I like Josh Delmont, and I've always liked him in terms of his power, in terms of what he can bring to a bullpen. But that command has always been worrisome. He's tried being an opener for Omaha, you know, last year and the year before. Uh, that really worked for him. I'm interested to see how he can perform in the bullpen, though. I, I I like having a guy who can come out of the bullpen like Trevor Rosenthal and Josh Stonemont who can throw 100 miles per hour or more. So I'm going to have him in the in the bullpen. And Kyle Zimmer. Now, this is an interesting one. Kyle Zimmer does not have to be in your bullpen. He's pitched well this spring. He's pitched very well. But if there's someone else that Mike Matheny wants to add to this bullpen, he can send Kyle Zimmer down. Because Kyle Zimmer was granted a fourth option due to his injuries and whatnot, so the Royals can send him down without DFAing him. And that's big for roster construction. That's really big. But I'll have Kyle Zimmer on the opening day roster. I think that the Royals will as well. So after the break, let's talk about the lineup and the bench bats. So let's talk about this lineup. And I've been steadfast in saying that this lineup is going to be a very competitive one. I think that some people are sleeping on this lineup. I think it has a lot of potential. Now, the batting order is not going to be right. I mean, I just kind of threw the names in here. Uh, and I try to do a somewhat lineup, but then I realized that this is a pretty awkward lineup. While it is competitive, it's pretty awkward, and there's not really any good answers. But Whit Merrifield in center field, Hunter Dozier in right field, 
Salvador Perez behind the plate, Jorge Soler at DH, Michael Franco at third base, Alex Gordon in left field. I have Ryan O'Hearn at first base, Raul Mondesi, or Alberto Mondesi at shortstop, and Nicky Lopez at second base. Now, let's start at third base with Michael Franco. I've made no bones about it. I am very high on Michael Franco. I am leading the charge on the Franco bandwagon. I have a, a ton of hopes, a ton of you know expectations for him, high hopes for him. I think he has the power, the potential to be good in Kauffman Stadium, which not very many hitters have, that Kauffman pop, that pop that can play in Kauffman Stadium. He does. I'm excited. I'm excited for him. I have Ryan O'Hearn winning the first base job. I think that even though Ryan McBroom was having a very good spring, a very good spring, I think that Mike Matheny has made it clear that he favors Ryan O'Hearn. He's been raving about Ryan O'Hearn and and basking Ryan O'Hearn in all of this praise since winter meetings. He said that Ryan O'Hearn can reach Hunter Dozier level of a season, you know, of a turnaround in a season, the way Hunter Dozier went and turned his career around last year and became an all-star. He feels that Ryan O'Hearn can do that as well. It's interesting, but I think that that leads you to believe that Mike Matheny will give this job to Ryan O'Hearn any way he can. If they're even competitive this spring, it'll, the, the tie goes to Ryan O'Hearn, and I think that Ryan O'Hearn will get this job. Alberto Mondesi is interesting to have in the opening day lineup because he hasn't played yet this spring. Uh, you know, Mike Matheny has said that he's on track to play this spring, you know, either this week or maybe early next week. He's also said that he's still on track to, to be in that opening day roster, opening day lineup. So we'll see on that front. And then Nicky Lopez. I mean, I, again, like Franco, am on the Nicky Lopez train, the bandwagon. I'm leading the charge on Lopez Island for both Jorge Lopez and Nicky Lopez. I think Nicky Lopez can really pop off this year and can really have a season out of nowhere for most fans. You know, I know some of you have been on this train with me where you blink and he turns into Whit Merrifield. You blink and he turns into his potential of one of the best hitters in baseball and a very good glove. Now that sounds crazy right now, but I do believe that that's his ceiling. That's his potential. That's what he can be. And and I think that he can reach that this year. And that's why I really have faith in this Rose lineup. You know what you're going to get from Salvador Perez. You know what you're going to get from Alex Gordon. Jorge Soler, I really am interested to see if, if that power surge, if, that, if those power numbers can continue. He has an incredible billboard in downtown Kansas City. I love it. I love seeing that. But I want to see if he can keep it up, keep up with the pace. Has he, has he really figured it out? Because the Royals need him to be good. Not for any sort of playoff push. Not for any sort of competitiveness. They need Jorge Soler to be good so that way they can trade him. And he needs to duplicate those power numbers. I think that he can, though. I think that Jorge Soler has figured it out. And it it takes some players longer than others to figure it out. I think that Jorge Soler has finally came into his own as a hitter. And it's going to be your typical 2020 hitter. All or nothing. But when he gets all of it, it's, it's far gone. And it's putting runs on the board. Hunter Dozier, I want to see if he can continue that all-star level pace. Can he continue what he set out to do last year, become an all-star, become a very solid hitter. Can he can he keep that pace up? Pretty simple there. Whit Merrifield, you have no questions about him. You know what he's going to do. He's going to be a versatile defender. 
who is one of the best hitters in all of baseball. The only question is, can he lead the league in hitting and hits for a third year in a row? Can he lead the league in hits for a third year in a row? That's amazing to think about. And he's not really getting enough attention from the national media, from casual national baseball fans. He's not getting a lot of attention for that, but he's been one of the best hitters in all of baseball. So let's look at the bench. Who did I keep on the bench? I've got Cam Gallagher as the backup catcher. Perez, I mean, obviously you always need a backup catcher, but Cam Gallagher will be in this lineup a lot because Perez is coming off Tommy John surgery, and I don't think he'll be able to handle catching every single day. He's usually an Ironman, but I do not think Alpha Tommy John surgery he can catch every single day. You'll see him at first base. You might see him at DH a little bit, and you might just see him have a totally, completely day off, and that wouldn't be a bad thing for Salvador Perez. I've got Bubba Starling staying with the club. He's had a good spring so far. I like him as an outfield bench bat, and I like him as a defensive replacement. If you ever need one for Hunter Dozier, how does he work out in right field? Can you trust him in right field for that last inning, maybe even for the eighth inning, depending on who's coming up in the order and whatnot? You know how defensive replacements work. I have Ryan McBroom making the roster because he's had a phenomenal spring, and you're going to want to mix both of the Ryans in at first base, along with Salvador Perez. And then... I really, really this is the only prediction I have that I'm not 100% confident on, and I'm just doing it because I want to see it. I'm trying to put it into existence and wish it into existence. And that's Khalil Lee. I have Khalil Lee on the bench, uh, you know, on the bench bat, trying to make, uh, you know, a name for himself in the big leagues. He's had a phenomenal spring. He's been awesome this spring. However, he's still young. There's no one you really want to take out of that lineup in the outfield. You're not going to sit down a veteran like Alex Gordon. You're certainly not going to sit down uh, sit down Whit Merrifield. And you're certainly not going to sit down Hunter Dozier. None of those guys are going to the bench. So Khalil Lee doesn't really have a spot. And you'd much rather have your young guy getting reps and you know getting ABs in the minor leagues. So I think he will be sent down. But he's earned it. He's earned a spot in the big leagues. And it just kind of sucks that he's in a log jam right now. The only thing for him, that the only thing working for him uh, is sad because, I mean, it's injuries. And either someone in the outfield gets hurt or Modesty is slow to progress and Modesty's not ready. You slide Nicky Lopez over short, put Whit Merrifield back at second base, and then have Khalil Lee in the outfield. He has the speed and the, and the defensive prowess to play center field. That would kind of be the only way that he sneaks onto this club. Uh, no matter who you put in center field, then you're going to need another bench bat in the outfield. So I'll have Brett Phillips making the club. Brett Phillips just kind of being a holding pattern there until you can get your guys like Khalil Lee and the rest of the gang up to Kansas City. But Khalil Lee has been phenomenal, and he deserves a huge shout-out on this podcast as much as possible because he's been fun to watch. His speed, his athleticism, his hitting power, the way that he can just play is going to be something that fans love. He's going to be the next generation's Lorenzo Cain. Now, is he going to be as good as Lorenzo Cain? I don't know about that. I mean, Lorenzo Cain was an MVP candidate. But in terms of the energy, in terms of the personality, in terms of the play style, I think he's going to be the next generation's Lorenzo Cain. And he's going to be really fun to watch. He's going to be awesome to watch. So that's the 26-man roster for you. This is the Locked On Rose Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your teams every day. The only Daily Royals podcast. Again, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, how we can improve the show. And follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. And I'll see you tomorrow in the Locked On Rose Podcast.